Hello, patriots and other interested parties. I am Deep Cover Patriot, and the Republic stands. Today is Sunday, April 4th, 2021, and we are going to discuss the week ahead. First, our customary disclaimer. Nothing in this episode should be taken as any of the following. I am not a lawyer. I am not a doctor. I am not a financial advisor. Nor should any of the words I utter be considered as such. And I definitely am not, nor do I ever call for unconstitutional violence, illegal violence. Only by pursuing our rights under the Constitution do we have any hope of restoring the Republic. Everything the radical left does is aimed at dividing us. Let us not give them reason to do what they are doing more quickly. Today is Easter, and it makes one think about endings and second chances. And I had a conversation the other day with someone, and the topic of the endgame came up, and my take on this, which is in the majority, that we are at the end result of a very long-term experiment that was carried out to its end on a schedule that was event-driven, not driven by a timeline. And what I mean by that is Donald Trump most likely served as a temporary foil to the plan. So one could argue that the events we have experienced year to date are perhaps three years behind, four years behind. So whatever happens here on out would be happening now if the original plan had been able to be carried out on its continuum. The original plan has been explained and detailed and defined by people that are both hated and admired but cannot be impugned. Richie from Boston is one. And I have been following him for many years and can say that the man speaks what he believes to be the truth. He is not a shill. He is not a troll. He is not in it for the clicks. He genuinely cares and wants to get the word out about what he believes is going on. And it happens that our impressions are similar. I'm not going to say I agree with the man 100%, nor do I have to, nor do I owe anyone an explanation. This is merely to lay the foundation. But for everybody, I recommend, don't take my word for it. Check it out yourself. Go to BitChute and watch Richie from Boston's videos. The man has been summarily banned from just about every other platform that there is. And in my experience, my personal experience, as well as Anecdotally, they ban the people that are telling the truth. But to use a Richie term, I digress. There are many people out there that speak the truth. And for every Luke Radowski and Paul Joseph Watson and Mark Dice out there, there are Charlie Wards and Simon Parks and others that perhaps do not have standing with regard to either pedigree or conviction. 
and I've been on the scene for a few months. The Deep Cover Patriot handles and accounts were set up in June of last year after watching, I was either listening to a Donald Trump interview with Rush Limbaugh or watching him at a rally, and I, for the life of me, don't remember where he was very clear about the potential of election shenanigans and to watch out for the machines. And I think that may have also been something that he had said in 2009. So I did some checking and no secrets, no special communications or contacts. I was following Q on the boards and did not feel as though I had anything to contribute because I wasn't baking any bread and I was not going to try to connect timelines in any way that would be better or worse than anybody else. I had nothing to contribute independently. But I did learn a lot and did a three years worth of research. So regardless of what or who Q is, I myself got more out of it than I did since 9-11 which is when I would say the internet and the world were ready for declassing, which happened a lot after 9-11. So the important thing to remember, folks, is that uh, we need to use our credibility. Our credibility is based on whether or not we preach prophecy or preach the possibility of multiple outcomes based upon criteria. However, doubt creeps in and the carefully constructed narrative unravels when one then adds to their credibility the propensity to set dates. And then when those dates don't manifest, set other dates. And when those dates don't manifest, set other dates. And sit down in front of the camera and say, well, I just got off the phone with Q and he thinks we're great and he follows our channel. When if you had, I guess, done even a modicum of research, you would know that it was stated in a drop that the only communications would be coming from that channel and from that source. That's it. And the adoption of QAnon as a verb and a noun by people that should know better. Now, I know there are genuine anons that use that primarily in their gab handles, and they're just fine. They're, they're good folks. I'm saying the people that should know better because there is Q, and then there are anons, and that's it. There's no... It's not a compound word. These are basic. Discrepancies are in what's being said... And the sources. And so that's why you want to go on Scotty Martin's Rumble channel and watch his videos and get notifications every day. And that is why you, you know, absolutely must be on Summit News so that you can um, be updated with all Joseph Watson, subscribe to his YouTube channel. Uh, these guys and others will, if, if nothing else, help you 
see what may be going on. Now, Jordan Sather over on Telegram and Garrett Ziegler and a few others, George News, are sources of information as to possible causes and personalities involved and outcomes. Now, shameless plug here, the Republic Stands has a Telegram channel as well where we post pertinent news updates throughout the day and the night, not all of which is mirrored on our Gab page. So, folks, just use discernment, consider the source, and understand that we're all tired and anxious and I know I sound like a broken record, but I believe that it is prudent for people with maturity to be prepared for the possibility that no one is coming to save us but ourselves. And that goes back to just don't put all your eggs in one basket, regardless of why you think it's reasonable to do so. I speak from experience. I am not a young man. To plagiarize from Buddha, expectation is the source of sorrow. So perhaps managing expectations in a way that is conducive to embracing two possible outcomes is healthier and perhaps more logical. I get my prophecy from the Bible. I get my interpretation of prophecy from people that I believe are able to discern meaning. Frankly, I do not believe we have any Latter-day Prophets. I believe that until the two witnesses come, there will not be any. However, I do believe that there are people who are made aware of events that are intended to come to pass, events that could be changed, not true prophets in the biblical sense. I think there's a difference, and I'm not talking about fortune tellers either, because all of the magical arts and necromancy and tarot card reading and throwing bones and cutting off chickens' heads, what have you, these are all works of evil and darkness and should be shunned. Don't believe me. Read the Bible. Follow God's instructions, or don't. It's up to you. At midnight... November 3rd to November 4th, it was apparent that Donald Trump had won re-election. And I rejoiced. The meaning of his win for me was satisfaction that the Republic was secure, that our rights were to continue, and that it was still high noon in America. Three hours later, it became apparent that this was not to be so, or at least there was a fight on. So I watched and watched and analyzed, along with many others, and the Saturday after the election was when I went live, with the intent of taking in real time the aftermath and getting the word out on as wide a social platform as I could, which was Twitter. I had set up other accounts on other platforms that I then used after my ban. But Twitter was my primary output. And 
In the course of the following couple months, there were many, many, many events that we all remember. And at every turn, there was the expectation that what we believed was going to happen would. Nothing did. And our republic, which had been wounded, was taken off of life support on January 20th at 12.01 in the afternoon. And when I and 70,000 others, including Donald Trump, were banned from Twitter, I knew that the persecution foretold was beginning in earnest. I will not stop until they stop me. I don't care if one person ever hears another podcast. I don't care if every follower on Gab follows but one. I will not stop expressing what I believe to be what is happening, why, and what could be happening next. Not to scare anybody or be a doomsayer, but to do what I believe is my commission, and that is as a watchman, to know what's going on out there and tell the faithful so they can prepare. And you prepare first with prayer, then follow as God leads. I spent the day with some very dear friends celebrating Easter. It was a very welcome break, and I think everybody had fun. Um, and I say that not because I know they'll be listening, but because it's important for people to know that regardless of what's going on, it's important to spend time with people you care about and people whose company you enjoy. I have a feeling that a vast majority of us spend time with people whose company we most assuredly do not enjoy, even if we can't avoid it. So if there are people that you need to spend more time with, do so. Whatever time we have left in this current iteration of our development as a culture, we need to spend doing the things that make us happy because of the things that we must do that don't always bring us happiness. So Friday I asked a question about why people weren't gathered in protest. I had a conversation with a friend of mine from Istanbul. He explained to me that while American culture is primarily strong and productive and impactful, it is also dependent with a focus on rugged individualism, which carved this nation out of the wilderness, wrested it from the hands of those who would not have been able to develop it, and built it to what it is. Unfortunately, the Achilles heel here is the rugged individualism. And as my friend explained, as only someone from a culture that has managed to remain in existence for thousands of years can give. I'm Northern European. My people were deprived of their culture long ago, and it remains now in stories and 
songs and reenactments. Although, if my expectations of the results of the vaccine pan out, we may see a resurgence of the Viking Age. That wouldn't be so bad. So unfortunately, over the course of the development of our nation, we have come to depend upon the government to determine when we are to assemble as a people. Whether it was the War of Northern Aggression, World War One, World War Two, not so much Korea or Vietnam or any of the other ensuing military involvements we've gotten ourselves into. But the mass mobilization of millions of Americans with one common goal has happened a handful of times as Cornwallis handed over his sword and went back to England. And isn't it interesting that one of those handful of times where the nation came together as one with a common purpose was in March of last year when we, as one, acquiesced to the demands of the state to surrender our individuality by donning masks, to forfeit our basic rights by ceasing work and remaining locked away inside of our homes, and neglected our constitutional responsibility to stand up in the face of a encroaching tyranny. Now, before anybody gets all out of shape about this, you have to listen to my words and don't try to read between them. Go to the dictionary. I really believe that on November 4th, 5th, 6th, the 80, 90, 100 million people that voted for Donald Trump were to assemble en masse, it perhaps would have made something of a difference. Congress acted for many reasons, some out of fear, some out of cowardice, some because they're rhinos, some because they're bought and paid for by the CCP, and some because they're just dirty, rotten scoundrels. I guarantee that the ones whose lives are not at stake would have given pause to their actions had they seen even 50 million people rising up as one in protest. That despicable John Roberts and his cohorts on the Supreme Court, I accept Alito and Thomas from this. Those black-robed, yellow-backed turncoats would not have done what they did had they known that there were 50... 60 million Americans, 70, 80, 90 million Americans that would not go home until whatever happened on November 3rd was put right. Now, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say that if Biden had won legitimately, I would be okay with it, because I wouldn't be. And to say otherwise would be a lie. I would feel the same way as I did when Barry Sotero was the occupant of the White House. I tolerated it. I put up with it. I let people know what was going on. I didn't make a campaign out of it. I probably should have. 
but I knew it wouldn't last forever and that our republic more or less was intact, which it was. See, friends, if Biden had won legitimately, the events that have occurred since January 20th would still have happened. There would have been no difference. None. Zero. So all of us on this mission to expose the deep state should very well be exactly where we are right now. Now, I'm a believer in quantum everything. I'm sure that there is some alternate universe out there and the situation's reversed and Biden wins legitimately. And if the sound of my voice is passing through the ether into that dimension, then I warn you to build a time machine and get out of there while you can. Folks, the week ahead is going to be very interesting, to say the least. And I bring your attention to just a few of the headlines that I think we should be paying attention to. Now, this happened on March 8th, but there has been some increase in chatter in the last few days about this. So it may be something that will receive more prominent attention soon. Saudi Arabia has announced that the Temple Mount and the Al-Aqsa Mosque are not important to Islam. This could have a very profound effect and impact on what happens in Israel. I know that a lot of people are saying that this is a precursor to the construction of the Third Temple, which is paramount to end times prophecy. However, I would call your attention to a nonprofit in Israel connected to a revived Sanhedrin that has in its possession an exact replica of the mobile temple that was built by the Jews when they were in exile in the desert, as well as all of the temple implements and all of the vestments for the priests, including the high priest, including the breastplate, including the special purple for the robes. And the Cohens are established again with the Levi's in the lineage of the priesthood. That temple can be erected in, I believe, 72 hours. Most of what I'm relating to you is by memory. I'm old. Go look it up and see for yourselves. So it could be argued that the third temple exists and the fight on their end is to get broom on the Temple Mount to set it up. They also have identified another spot that they believe to be the true location of the temple, and so they are looking to secure permits to erect the tent and the um, temple complex there. So there's a lot going on there, but the third temple prophecy, to me, is one that can be decided rather quickly when it needs to be. Bears watching. The purging of conservatives and Christians in the military 
is about to pick up steam. The military has published a series of discussion guides and training materials to address, well, I'll read to you from the Pentagon report. This discussion guide is intended to provide command, triage, and training facilitators a standalone product for use in successfully completing a total force stand-down to address extremism in the ranks as directed by the Secretary of Defense and in compliance with Secretary of the Navy and Chief of Naval Operations guidance. I'm quoting now from PJ Media. Quote, and if there was any doubt, the presentation makes it clear the armed forces are to be integrated into the Biden administration's racialist agenda. If we don't eliminate extremist behaviors from our Navy, then racism, injustice, indignity, and disrespect will grow and keep us from reaching our potential. The materials do not cite a single instance of racism, injustice, indignity, or disrespect. Those are left to the imagination. Keep an eye out for a vast increase in the number of former military as these brave patriots get purged from the armed forces in the coming weeks and months. There are also many congressional committee hearings and perhaps a vote or two, so keep an eye on that. I strongly suggest that you go to Gab. Uh, there I post updates throughout the day, Telegram. It's very timely, and I list sauce for every post. Folks, I'm going to end it here, and I'm going to wish you a happy Easter. I'm going to wish you a safe week ahead. Tell your family and your loved ones that you love them. Spend time with the people you care about. Pray, pray. Pray, may God bless you and your loved ones, and may God restore the Republic.